Hello, hello, and welcome to The Mental Matchup, a podcast where we hope to shed light on one of the hardest competitions an athlete will ever face, the matchup against their own mind. I'm Kat, and today I sit down with Brooke Kelly. Brooke grew up in Maryland and moved around when she was young, ultimately ending up at Lander University in South Carolina. During the episode, Brooke and I chat a lot about her love for lacrosse, losing love for lacrosse, finding love again for the game, the influence of her dad and the loss of her dad throughout her journey of her relationship with lacrosse, transferring schools, and ultimately, you know, how she learned that it's okay when things don't go perfectly. I am really excited for everyone to listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Thank you so much for joining me on The Mental Matchup. I am extremely excited to have you on to kick off our conversation. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what you do? Yes. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I've been listening to Mental Matchup probably for about three years now, and I've taken a lot of what other people said and implemented into my life, so I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm Brooke. I grew up in Bel Air, Maryland. Um, I have three brothers. Two of them are older. I have one younger brother. Um, I played lacrosse uh, ever since I was born. I, like, came out with a stick in my hand. Uh, all my brothers played, and um, sorry, I'm really nervous. No, you're fine. Um, no, that's awesome. So it sounds like lacrosse was a big part of your life from a really young age. Why? Why was that? What was the kind of early influence that you had for the sport? Um, I grew up playing lacrosse mostly because my dad was a lacrosse coach. Uh, he coached for our local high school and uh, made his own club team. And just like as a child, I was always it wasn't it wasn't an option whether you could play or not. It was just like everybody knows everyone in that family is going to play lacrosse. Um, so. That was really like, and when I was younger, I I did not like lacrosse. It was so much like pressure, and I just did not enjoy it. I didn't, I didn't like the um, pressure of like not making mistakes and stuff. But now I absolutely love it. Awesome. So. It sounds like lacrosse was, you know, in your life from the beginning. Were there any other sports that you were playing at the same time? Um, yeah, as a child, I played uh, soccer, 
I played like a whole bunch of sports, played soccer, I played basketball. And then as I grew older, it was more specialized. So it just turned into like, I played indoor lacrosse, basketball turned indoor lacrosse, spring was always lacrosse. And then in high school, in soccer turned into track and indoor track so I could get into shape for lacrosse. Gotcha. So a lot of sports happening. Um, what was your mental health like, you know, growing up? Um, I would say compared to, I would say compared to most of my friends, it was probably not the best only because, uh, when I was in fifth grade, um, my dad passed away. So, um, like having to navigate that as a child was really tough. Did you find that, well, one, thank you for sharing that. Um, Did you find that the sport of lacrosse kind of served as a connection with him? Like, did you almost, like, I guess, how did you move through your kind of grief at such a young age, losing such an influential and, like, huge figure in your life? Yeah, like, I would say... um, while he was around, like, I hated lacrosse. I didn't like it like it whatsoever. But um, I feel like as I, as he passed, um, lacrosse did become, like, a way to reconnect with him, I would say, because I just, I just started to, I have no idea why, but I just started to love it for, like, and I was like, I'll never not play this or not be involved with it. Yeah. With um your mental health and navigating that, kind of when you look back, what type of impact do you think that loss had, you know, in the next like few years right after today? Like, is there anything that comes to mind? And are there any pieces of advice of things that you have incorporated into your life to help kind of manage the emotions and the grief around the loss? Um, I think that uh, mostly the the support from my family and friends was what really got me through it. And um, just like thinking about every time I pick up a lacrosse stick is, I still think about it. Like, in a good way, though. Like, it makes me play. It makes me, like, the sport of lacrosse, like, isn't just a sport to me. It's, like, a way to, like, honor my dad and, like, I guess get closer with him. Totally. So what was kind of... I guess, like, what ultimately was your journey through sport in high school? Like, when did you decide that you wanted to play lacrosse? What did that experience look like for you? Yeah. Um. So I 
I grew up in Maryland, so I started playing cross when I was young, but I was late to the getting into the club. I didn't join my first club team till the end of eighth grade. And in Maryland, that's like unheard of. I feel like all these kids are starting when they're like in fifth grade now and younger. Um, so I made this for my first club team and it was just full of like a bunch of girls who like lacrosse. We weren't the best, but we just really liked lacrosse. Um, and that led me to like a really great coach who, who like kind of inspired me to become better because I was one of like the worst players on the team. And after like my dad passing and just like, I just fell in love with lacrosse. We had like a break, um, from club. So it was like a month off. And I just, like, never stopped playing during that. Um, I got – I've got, like, some – like, very, like much better than when I came in. I became one of, like, the key players on our club team. Um, then that – then during my ninth, tenth grade year, the club team turned into a uh, true lacrosse. Um, so it was, like – I was like, I knew from when I joined that club team, I wanted to play lacrosse. I wanted to go to college for lacrosse. Um, and I just didn't ever want to stop playing. Um, so then I started on the recruiting process. Like, I was also kind of late to that because I didn't know much about it. Um, so the I started recruiting, like looking at schools again later for Maryland. It was like end of 10th grade. And I was able to, I was late and I lacked a lot of like confidence, I would say. So I didn't think I would be able to play in college during that time. And I definitely didn't think I would be able to play at like a division one level or even division two, I thought that I was like so late in the recruiting process. Um, but I was able to find a school and I committed my junior year to um, a school. And then I did my freshman year there. Um, and that freshman year was really tough for me, but um Looking at it now as a junior at my new school, I think it taught me so much about myself and so much about what I want as a person, as a player, and how I kind of take on my life now. With your kind of like first school, what, what I guess... Can you speak a little bit more to like what you, you know, were struggling with there and what ultimately led you to, you know, decide to kind of like step away and go to a, go to, cause you're at Lander, Lander's Lander, Lander. Yeah. Lander Singular. University. Yeah. Lander <laughs> University now, like what kind of, what was your just general experience and was it the first time you were, you struggled with these kinds of things and like 
what ultimately led to the decision to walk away? Yeah. Um, so the main thing I struggled with at my first school was like confidence issues, like, and like perf- my perfectionism, which I feel like I've always struggled with in sports and in life. But the step away from my family, I think just made it a lot worse. And I just have, I was like five hours from home. So I didn't have family to build me back up how I did when I was still in high school. And I just felt very isolated. So that led to like a lot of anxiety around games or around lacrosse period. And a lot of like, just I guess lack of like confidence um and that spread into like the lacrosse field and also in school I just always felt like I was never doing enough or like doing I guess the right thing at the right time and and I just felt um very alone during that time and that when we started playing games it led to like a lot of anxiety and towards the end of this towards the end of the year I would like there would be days I did not want to get off get out of my bed and um there would be days that I would we would have practice and I like now I can say now and also all throughout high school like you could ask anyone I loved practice like I just I just love lacrosse so I love I loved going to practice but I did not want to go to practice I would wait till the last minute to like show up because I just was dreading it I would avoid all of my like teammates and I would just want to isolate and stay by myself um and when that started to happen I like first looked on myself and I was like what is wrong with me like I've never not liked lacrosse I started to hate the sport I was like if this is what college lacrosse is like I cannot I don't know why I'm like I was I thought there was something like really wrong with me like all of a sudden, I just hate lacrosse. I hate practice. I'm not acting like myself. I'm not happy. Um, so when that hit is when I really leaned into my um, family by, like, calling a lot and friends. Um, because as especially as a college freshman, I didn't know if this was normal. I didn't know, like, is this how everybody felt? Is this a normal team dynamic? Is this a normal like feeling? So I leaned a lot on my trainer from home and she was, I would call her like at least like once a week talking about how I was feeling. And I was like asking her, um, she played cause she played at Maryland and I was asking her, did she feel like this? And she would tell me like, it's not normal. Like it's not your fault. Like, and she started to help me be like, you can like, she taught me that I could leave it to the transfer portal because, again, I wasn't really sure on all of that, just navigating that by myself. 
Um, so eventually I entered the transfer, transfer portal halfway through uh, the lacrosse season at my first school. Um, and in that moment, that did just make it worse because it just added a lot more tension because I wasn't coming back. Um, but I also just felt like I couldn't quit or just leave the sport at that moment. I wanted to finish up the year. Um, and But that led me to Lander University, which is the most amazing place, I think. Um, it led me to my, like, two favorite coaches now and, like, all my best friends. That's awesome. Um, it sounds like there were a lot of different things going on, um, but ultimately being able to kind of, like, make the best decision for you with what you kind of knew. Uh, I think transferring is to me, it's like a scary concept um, because you're leaving like the known into the unknown again, not knowing if it's going to end up being the right thing. Right. Cause I think some people want to transfer and don't, and it ends up working out really well, or it still doesn't work out or they transfer and they're like, why did I transfer? Or they say like, this was great. Um, so I feel like it's a huge bucket of like, what's going on like is this actually going to be what I need and and I think being so young too right like it's a lot it's a big decision um so I'd love for you to chat a little bit about with um with transferring kind of like you know knowing that you you have this experience I feel like even with transferring though there probably were some things that you still needed to work on like what what kind of self-care did you implement into your life or just like managing, you know, your mental health throughout the past few years, I suppose? Uh, yeah. So um, when I was like in the summer when I already came home and I already decided to transfer, I needed to do like a lot of like thinking about what I need to do to get to a better place and what I need, what school I need to go to that will support kind of like my constant struggle with anxiety and like perfectionism. Um, So personally for me, I implemented a lot of, um, I, I still do it to this day. A lot of like meditation, um, journaling, and mo- most of all, just like s- talking and support from my family and friends. Um, so when I was still finding the school that was best for me, that was like another very stressful time because I was just so nervous that I would end up in the same situation, which I knew that was not the best place for me. Um, so a lot of phone calls and Zoom calls with the team, the teammates I would be with, um, a lot of like very specific questions, like how would you handle someone on your team 
who struggles with anxiety or what resources, what mental health resources do you have at your school was very important in my decision. So all of those really helped me rebuild. I would say I rebuilt, like rebuild my confidence over the summer and then uh, eventually helped me find Lander. We're going to take a quick break and we'll get back in a moment. I'd like to take a second to talk about Morgan's message, without whom this podcast would not be possible. Through amplifying stories, resources, and expertise, Morgan's message is taking a shot at mental student-athlete mental health and working to destigmatize conversations around mental health. To help us take a shot at mental health, to get involved, to find out more or anything in between, you can head to morgansmessage.org or follow along on Instagram at morgansmessage. With that, let's get back to the episode. And what's been kind of, you know, the experience like now that you're there, like, do you utilize those on campus resources? And I don't know, can you speak a little bit to, to that? Yeah. Um, So I, we have a counseling services on campus. Uh, We, I've been to that a few times. Um, it's helped me. I went there a lot last last year. Um, this year, I haven't needed it as much, so I don't go any. I don't go as of right now. Um, the main other things I do at Lander, just because as a college athlete, you're still put through a lot of pressure and like high risk situations situations like in games and stuff and you want to do good so there's a lot of like anxiety still um I think talking having a great relationship with my coaches and being able to go to them like about my anxiety and worries is a huge help I know if I when I'm feeling like super anxious if it's about school if it's about life lacrosse um I feel safe to go into their office and tell them no and tell them what's going on, how I'm feeling. And they're able to send me to the resources I need or we talk about it and help figure it out. Um, and then on my own personally, what I um, do to help my mental health is I lean on my teammates a lot um, by just like talking to them, especially through Morgan's message. Me and my teammate um, are both Morgan's message ambassadors. So 
we oh, we do a Morgan's message meeting every week where it's kind of like a team bonding too because we all um do like a we do a like I guess a topic and a lesson so we're able to really be vulnerable and share on our team how we're feeling and that really helps me and then the other thing that I do personally is huge thing to me is gratitude is every night I have my journal and I always journal about like one thing or things that made me grateful for today and that just always puts me in per- puts in perspective that how much that I have and uh yeah <laughs> totally yeah I think gratitude is huge um I think gratitude can be can be huge we are just about a time is there anything that you that we haven't touched on that you feel is really important and that you want to share with the audience I guess just the main thing is um staying grateful and um just having fun with what you're doing because life should be fun your sport should be fun every day you should just always be having fun I would say Awesome. Well, you kind of hit the first closing question I normally ask. <laughs> so those are some good parting words. The final question, um, which feels like it'll be right up your alley, is what are you most grateful for? Um, I am most grateful for all my teammates. I'm so excited to – I'm actually so excited to see them today. We have left today. Um, They're literally the best part of my day. That's awesome. Well, Brooke, thank you for coming on the Mental Matchup. I really appreciate it and for, you know, getting really vulnerable and sharing your experiences. Um, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. you to Brooke for coming on the mental matchup. I am beyond grateful that she chose us to share her her story, her experience with loss and sport and transferring and everything in between. Um, I'm very grateful. So thank you again to Brooke. If you are listening or if you maybe this is your first episode, your 50th, whatever it is, if you would like to come on the mental matchup, whether it be on our podcast or on our written stories platform, please reach out. We are always looking to have conversations with as many unique voices as possible, even if it's not necessarily sharing a story, but more so talking about an area of expertise. Um, you can head to morgansmessage.org if you are interested. Um, last but not least, another huge thank you to Morgan's message for presenting the mental matchup. 
I always think back, especially around this time of year, to just how grateful and lucky I am for such an incredible organization and and even more so for this podcast and that I'm able to have amazing conversations with so many different guests from so many different backgrounds, all kind of connected through this mental health um, string, so to speak, this invisible string that ties us all together. So if you want to find out more about Morgan's message, if you want to get involved or just follow along, you can head to morgansmessage.org or find us on Instagram at morgansmessage. With that, we will see you next episode. Thanks for listening.